Good morning and welcome to Sunday Morning with Love in Action. I am Ken Tuck. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you're having a good weekend. Well, we are in that time of the year that I really enjoy because it's finally cooled off. But we know we have bipolar weather. It'll be cool one day or a couple of days and then it warms back up again. But being out of the hot, humid summer, I'm perfectly okay with that. And we are just thankful for all of God's blessings whether it's hot, cold, or in the middle. We just praise God anyway. As the Word of God says, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will be glad and rejoice in it. And I'm rejoicing today because today is the day our Lord's made. And every day God gives us here on this earth that he created is a blessing. And we need to rejoice and be thankful that he's given us another day and just ask him to help us to serve, love, and obey him more and more each and every day. This morning, I'm going to be teaching on a subject some of you just quite frankly may not agree with me about, but that's okay. We're going to talk about it this morning and discuss light and darkness. Before we get into that study, let's go to our Heavenly Father in prayer. Father God, thank you for this day. Lord, we are rejoicing in it, for you have made it, and you've allowed us to see this day, Lord, and I just praise you for that. God, thank you for your word, and we get to open up your word this morning and share it over the airwaves and over the internet. Lord, you just provide so many ways to get your word out and help us to be obedient in sharing your word, Lord, in each and every way that you give us to do that. And Lord, as we know as your word goes forth, your name is lifted up high, Jesus, And just praying, Lord, that you'll draw more and more people to you today. And Father, just pray for those who are listening today who do not have that relationship with you. God, I pray today will be their day that they call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved. Father, we thank you that you've called us to walk in the light as you are in the light. And Lord, as we study that today, talk about that today, we ask you, Holy Spirit, to guide us, lead us, and direct us into all your truths. And Father God, may we be doers of your word and not hearers only. We love you and we praise you, Father, and it's in your holy name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. As I mentioned, we're going to talk about light and darkness, but we're going to do that while looking at Halloween and why I think Christians should not participate in that. And I can hear some of you now, oh, Ken, you're an old fuddy-duddy. It's just innocent fun. Well, I'm getting old, I give you that. But (laughs) when we talk about the darkness that surrounds Halloween and and you go back and look at its origins, it's really not lighthearted fun or innocent fun. And we're going to look at that today, and then you can listen to it, and you can agree with me or not agree with me. But it's just something I feel like that needs to be said, and and I want to do a little teaching on it this morning. And we'll look at some scripture that talks about light and darkness. Well, let's look quickly at the origins of Halloween, and we know it can be traced back to a Celtic festival of Samhain, S-A-M-H-A-I-N, and it was tradition that was held at the end of the summer when sacrifices were made to the gods in the Druid tradition, and the folks who believed in in that and believed that Samhain, the god of death, that he would scatter evil spirits during this time throughout the world to attack humans. And these evil spirits would play nasty tricks as soon as the dark winter and the waning of the sun sets in. So, you know, when winter comes, it gets cold, it gets dark. That's when all of the festivals and and everything started happening. The sacrifices started happening in that Druid worship. 
to escape the attack of the evil spirits, they would think, well, the best way to do this would be to disguise themselves as evil spirits. So that's where the costumes come into play. And we also know that Halloween is also a favorite time of year for witches. And you may say, we cannot believe witches. Well, witches, witchcraft is true. The Bible talks about witchcraft as well. So it's been around a mighty long time. And Wicca is the official religion of witchcraft. So those who are Wiccans believe that on the night of October 31st, the separation of physical and spiritual realities is at its thinnest and least guarded. And so it's, they think it's the best time for those who have necromatic abilities to speak to the dead. So you can see there's a lot of evil, a lot of darkness, witchcraft. That was in the beginning of Halloween and its origins, and it's just evolved from there. Halloween evolved out of a Catholic holiday called All Hallows' Eve, which occurs the day before All Saints' Day, which is November the 1st. Pope Gregory changed it from its original date of May 13th to November 1st. So Halloween never was a Christian holiday, never was a festival for Christians to celebrate. Uh, In the Orthodox Church, All Saints' Days continues to be celebrated in the late spring on the first Sunday after Pentecost, which is seven weeks after Easter. Now, when the pilgrims came to what we now call the United States of America, they banned the celebrating of Halloween. And they did so because of its pagan roots. They, they didn't want paganism involved with Christianity. Because as, as we see, Christians never were involved with that celebration to begin with. And so Halloween was not celebrated in America until 1845. But what happened at that time was there was a large flood of Irish immigrants that came uh, to this country during the potato famine of 1845 and 1846. They brought with them the old Druid holiday of Halloween. And gradually, over the years, celebrating Halloween spread throughout the rest of our country, as we well know. So the fact is, Halloween and all of its practices are associated with witchcraft. Now, the bulk of the world has since been desensitized to witchcraft, and that's evidenced by so many television shows and movies that really glorify the dark side of things like vampires and witchcraft we can look at look at harry potter that's about sorcery and witchcraft right it has grossed over or right around eight billion dollars uh the twilight series which is about vampires and sorcery and witchcraft that's grossed almost 3.5 billion for a society that has long called itself christian which we know that has been changing over the years But in all these years, we're still called a Christian country that Americans, as well as the British, are just flocking to movie theaters and watching on their TVs stories about Satan, demons, witchcraft, sorcery, all of that. And what these movies often do is is really glorify that and put that in a good light and that those who are followers of Christ, that they're the bad guys, really. And we're going to... Just look at the light and darkness, because you may be saying, well, Ken, when I go trick-or-treating or take my kids trick-or-treating, we're not going out to worship the devil. True, you're not. But we need to think about what we're participating in. And are we participating in the light or in the darkness? So let's talk about that here, because Christians, 
As Christians, we are taught to be the light of the world. Jesus says in Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 through 16, You are the light of the world. A city set on a mountain cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a bushel basket. It is set on a lampstand where it gives light to all in the house. Just so, your light must shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father who is in heaven. So where I'm coming at today is not that you are intentionally going out to worship Satan or to do witchcraft and so forth, but where I'm coming from is that we have the responsibility, spiritual as well as moral responsibility, to educate people, and especially children, regarding evil that comes with Halloween, with all of the jack-o'-lanterns and the costumes and the trick-or-treat traditions, all of that. Adults need to lead by example to the young ones. And so it's all about light and darkness, and which are we portraying in our lives if we call ourselves Christians. God, our God, is a God of life. We know that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but Jesus has come to give us life and give us life abundantly. So we, we are constantly taught about life through Jesus. We have new life in Jesus Christ. We will have a resurrected life through Jesus Christ for all believers. But Halloween, it focuses on death. So should I celebrate a holiday where people decorate their yards and tombstones <laughs> or all the other kind of decorations that go up this time of year, you know, we have to think about this. It may not be popular. It may be a lot of peer pressure. Even adults, we have peer pressure. We talk about that a lot with children or when we were teenagers. But peer pressure, we know it goes on and on through our lives. But are we going to live for Christ or are we going to live for the world? The scriptures, they tell us very clearly to put away all deeds of darkness. Let's read one scripture here, Romans chapter 13, verse 12. The night is far gone, the day is at hand. So then, let us cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. And that light, it has nothing to do with darkness. And we see that again in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14. Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. For what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness? Or what fellowship has light with darkness? So again, Paul is telling us we need to be in the light as Jesus is in the light. We don't need to have fellowship with darkness. The light, who is Jesus, needs to shine through us into the darkness. We need to be like the moon. The moon gets its light from the sun and it reflects it so we can see it. And so that's what we need to be. We need to let the light of Christ reflect in our lives and shine through us for others to see. And so we have to ask ourselves, is celebrating a dark holiday something that we should be doing as believers, as followers of Jesus Christ? I don't think so. Jesus, he delivers us from fear. He delivers us from panic attacks. And fear, we know, comes from Satan, comes from our enemy. So should we participate in a holiday that has fear as its very foundation? Because it's always about see how much we can scare somebody, right? At the haunted houses and, and the movies and everything. We see in Psalms 
chapter 34, verse, verse 4, David writes, I sought the Lord, and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. We often talk about we need to be delivered from our fears. And it's such a, wow, just an incredible blessing, an incredible feeling when we give ourselves to Jesus and we ask him to deliver us from every fear that we have, and he does so. Then why do we want to celebrate a day that relishes in fear and open that door back up? And again, I'm not saying that you're going out to intentionally worship Satan and do all that. No, but we don't need to open up a door. We don't need to give him a foothold in any, any way. And I believe that when we celebrate such days like Halloween, that we're opening a door for the enemy to step in. We know that witchcraft is detestable to the Lord. We see that in Deuteronomy chapter 18. We're going to read, let's read verses 10 through 13. Deuteronomy 18, verses 10 through 13. There shall not be found among you anyone who burns his son or his daughter as an offering. Anyone who practices divination or tells fortunes or interprets omens or a sorcerer or a charmer or a medium or a necromancer, which is like a wizard or a magician, or one who inquires of the dead. For whoever does these things is an abomination to the Lord. And because of these abominations, the Lord your God is driving them out before you. You shall be blameless before the Lord your God. Shouldn't something that glorifies witchcraft be detestable to us too? I think it should be because it's detestable to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So it should be detestable to us. Halloween is a sacred high holiday for Wiccans, which I mentioned earlier is the official religion of witchcraft. So do we as believers need to come alongside Wiccans and celebrate their day? No, because their day is about darkness. It's about witchcraft, which is about Satan. And we don't want anything to do with that. You may be saying, well, Ken, I... I want to dress my kid up in something that's cute. First of all, devils, witches, ghouls, scary characters, they're not cute. So don't even go there because that's just thats just demonic when it gets down to it. But you may say, well, I'm going to dress my kid up as a fireman or a policeman or as his favorite football player. And you look at that and none of that seems evil, right? Because we know firemen and police are wonderful and they do wonderful works in our communities and we're so thankful for them. A football player or an athlete that you dress your child up as, uh, you know, sports, they're a fun thing. And nothing is inherently evil about sports. But what we're doing is we're sending a mixed message to children when we participate in a celebration of evil even if they're not dressed up like a a ghost or a ghoul or whatever vampire what have you they're dressed up in something that's not evil at all but still it's still you're still participating in an evil festival an evil holiday and we shouldn't send that mixed messages and churches especially should not send that mixed message the lord tells us 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 17 through 18. Therefore, go out from, the, from their midst and be separate from them, 
says the Lord, and touch no unclean thing. Then I will welcome you, and I will be a father to you, and you shall be sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty. So we see that God wants his children to be set apart from the world, set apart from sin, from evil. We're even called a peculiar people, right? And we're supposed to be set apart. We're not supposed to be part of this world and, and be part of what I mean by that is, is we're not supposed to be part of the, the sinful and evil nature that's so prevalent in this world. We're to be set apart. We're to be different. And I know that that can be hard because, again, as I mentioned, peer pressure is there. And if you got children and their friends are going trick-or-treating and here I am telling you to explain to them why you don't go trick-or-treating, uh, you know, it's tough. I'm not saying it's a it's an easy thing because parenting is not easy, and especially in this day and age. But we need to make a stand for Christ. We, if we are truly followers of Christ, we should make a stand for him. And some some live in neighborhoods that, you know, there's hundreds and hundreds of kids knocking on every door saying trick-or-treat. And... You feel pressure that you got to be involved with that. Well, you know, if you are, if you do anything, why not place a Christian track in those bags in, instead of candy or along, along with candy that kind of redeem that, if you will, and give them something that will tell them about Jesus Christ. Because it's not every day that people come knocking on your door and you actually have an opportunity to share Christ with a whole bunch of people. And so you can do that to kind of redeem that time, but just you don't have to be involved with it is all I'm saying. And to make sure children understand why we don't get involved with Halloween, we have to ask ourselves, we want to live a life that glorifies God, right? Well, does Halloween glorify God? No. It glorifies Satan, and we don't want to do anything to glorify him. We want to lift up the name of Jesus Christ and tell people about Jesus, show people Jesus in this world so they too can have an opportunity to give their lives to the one who died for them and came back to life to give us all eternal life. Setting aside a day to celebrate evil, darkness, witchcraft, fear, death, all, all of that which is demonic, it brings disdain to God. I mean, point blank, period. It doesn't glorify him at all. The two Christians in Halloween just don't go together. It never has. It wasn't meant to be for Christians to begin with. And so why do Christians bring in pagan holidays? You know, we have to ask ourselves that. Isn't it time to stop? We read throughout the Bible not to be involved with pagan practices. And Halloween is a pagan practice. It's a day for high sacred day for for witches we don't want to be a part of that we want to be a part of what god is doing of what's lifting up the name of jesus something that's encouraging others and and bringing them into a relationship with jesus christ and halloween just does not do that we know that jesus has absolutely nothing to do with satan therefore we shouldn't either because we are called to follow jesus christ and when we follow him, we need to act like him. We need to be like him. You're saying, Ken, I'm not perfect like Jesus. Well, none of us are. But there's something called sanctification that we go through in our lives that we become more like him. 
where we're striving to live like Jesus. And the, and the more of, the, of that sanctification process we, we go through, the more we become like Jesus and, and, and we keep going through that process all of our lives. And so let's be a part of lifting up the name of Jesus, not lifting up the name of our enemy. People hear others like me talking about things like this, and they're saying, no, you're just trying to take all the fun out of life. No, I'm not. Man, living for Christ, there's so much fun involved with that. Darkness has nothing to do with fun. It's that deception of the enemy. That's one of his great tools is to deceive us into thinking we're having fun or that something isn't so bad, it's okay to do it. But it's not okay to do it. And what I want to encourage all of us to do is to live a life for Christ that exemplifies him, that lifts him up, and that is involved with life, not death and destruction. So what fun things can we do? Well, first of all, we have to understand Jesus has saved us. He has saved us from the pit of hell. He saved us from the wrath of of God. He saved us so we can have eternal life with him forever. And we get to tell people about Jesus And let me tell you, there's nothing greater than to share Jesus Christ with others. Because what we're doing is we're sharing the greatest news ever. I often say I was a journalist for 22 years, an editor for many, many of those years. And I published all kinds of news stories. But this is the greatest news story ever. And that's what the gospel means is good news. So we get to share that with others. And that is exciting. When you stop and you think about what we have the opportunity to do and actually what Jesus commands his followers to do is to share him with the world that is lost and dying and give them opportunity to receive life and life eternal, that's awesome. We often think, man, if there was just a cure for cancer or some other deadly disease, and if we had that cure, we would shout it from the mountaintops that we had it because we'd want others to receive it so they wouldn't die from it. But the news that we have is even better than that because we're all going to die one day. If it's not by disease, then it's just old age or an accident or something. Yeah, I often think about when Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. Man, how awesome would that have been to to have been there to witness that. But you know what? Lazarus did end up dying Jesus heals us to perform miracles to show his power and to bring glory to God, but we're all going to die. But the news that we have, we get to share eternal life. While these physical bodies will wear out and die, our spirit, our soul will live forever. And the news that we have to share gives people an opportunity to live forever with Jesus. Because if not, if people don't give their lives to Christ, then hell is the destination. And we should never, ever want anybody to go to hell. We should care about where people are going to spend eternity. And we should want them to hear about Jesus so they can have an opportunity to say yes to the one who can save their soul. 
And so that's exciting. Living for him is great. The people of God, I mean, here at Love and Action, we have such an awesome group here. Um, we have faithful volunteers. I mean, they're so faithful, so dedicated, and our small staff. And we have an all, we really have a lot of fun here. <laughs> you can ask any of our any of our team members. We have a lot of fun. It's fun being a Christian, and we get to serve together. We get to help other people, help people who has have real needs like. They don't know where the next meal's coming from. So we get to give them food and tell them about Jesus as we do so. There, there's people who are going through all kinds of things in life, and we get to, one, be a, a listening post for them because it's good just to get it out when you're going through something. And so we get to listen. Then we get to talk with them and pray with them and lead them. And if we can help them, it's awesome. But if we can also lead them to somebody else who can help them, that's awesome too. So you know, just serving Jesus. There's so, I mean, there's so much fun in that. There is. And we can do things out here in the world. We can go to a football game. We can, you know, whether you cheer for Alabama or I'm a Troy grad, so go Troy. You know, it's fun going to games like that. It's fun going, uh, you know, if you go on a vacation or, you know, you have a hobby, like I, I really enjoy bird watching. Now, the younger generation saying, Ken, you're just getting old. You're bird watching now. <laughs> but, well, I love it because I, I see God's creation in that. Just being being able to, to see his creation is, is a wonderful thing. You know, so there's, there's so much that we can do. And as we're doing those things, we get to bring glory to God. We get to let people see him in us through our actions and through our words and then we get to tell them. And what's also a lot of fun, and you may think, Ken, what are you talking about? Well, <laughs> making disciples. That is that is awesome. That's one of my favorite things to do. Well, one, it's being obedient to Jesus, his great commission to go and make disciples. But it's so much fun when you get to see people growing in their relationship with Jesus Christ. And as you teach, as you mentor, you grow as well. Because every time we teach one of our discipleship classes, uh, either here at Love and Action or you know at somebody's home or at a coffee house or wherever, I learn so much myself. I learn more and more the more I teach, and so it's not only great to see others growing and and becoming disciples of Christ, and also teaching them how to teach others. But then I also get to grow as well. So living for Jesus is a phenomenal life. I've lived a life without Him. And I lived a life with him. The life before I came to Christ, I thought I was having a good time. And there is joy for a season. When you're in sin, you know, you're going through it and you think you're having a great time. But then that ends. And then there's an emptiness and a realization that something's missing. Well, I knew that something, that someone was Jesus. And when I gave my life to him and he forgave me, he came into my life, filled me with the spirit I had an opportunity right then and there to say, okay, I'm going to live for you, Jesus. And I did, and I have, and I'm not going to go back. No way, because living for Jesus is just too awesome. So I want to encourage you, look at life with Jesus and life without him. And which one do you want? Live for him. Let his light shine through you. So days like Halloween, don't let the pressure get to you that you got to be a part of it. And I'm not saying to do away with it because, hey, we're in America. There's freedom to celebrate different holidays. There's freedom of religion. 
And I want that freedom for myself and for other believers to be able to worship Jesus, right? And so I'm not saying that our country needs to do away with this or that. I'm just saying we don't need to be a part of darkness. So I'm encouraging you, start a new tradition this Halloween, but not being involved with it. And if you have children, explain to them why and let them see that Jesus is the one we need to live for, that the light of Christ needs to shine through us. And if you're out there listening today and you you just haven't given your life to Christ, you, you've kind of been thinking, well, you know, I, I hear a lot about them and maybe, maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't. I, I want to tell you, you should <laughs> because it's the greatest decision you'll ever make and your eternity counts on it. And if you decide today to give your life to Christ, you can just talk to him right now and just, just ask him to forgive you of your sins. Repent of your sins, which means turning from your sinful ways and turning to Christ. That's, that's what I did, and that's what the Word of God tells us to do. And confess that Jesus is your Lord, that he is your Savior, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. And the Word of God says, you shall be saved. So I encourage you to call out to him today. And if you have any questions about that or about anything else that I talked about today, you can call me at Love in Action, 334-494-4995. Or you can email me at ken.tuck at loveinactionministries.com. It's a long email address, but it's ken.tuck at loveinactionministries.com. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you for joining me this morning. I hope you have a great rest of the weekend, and I hope you always remember that Jesus loves you. He loves you so much, and let his light shine brightly through you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May he lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.